have you ever felt like you just have too much going on? Well, today I am talking with messaging expert Michelle Mazur, and we are talking about what you have got to have in place when it comes to your messaging and marketing and how to scale back when things get a little bit crazy. You will not believe Michelle's personal story on this one. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Productivity Shift Podcast, the only podcast for women in charge who feel overwhelmed with all they have to do. Whether you own your own business or lead a team or take care of your family or all of the above, this is the podcast for you. Choose how to spend your time so you can make progress on what matters most to your life and business. I am your host, Elise Enriquez, a certified life coach, productivity dork, and the creator of the GIST program that helps you get your shit together. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey, shifters. I am so glad you are back with me again this week. I am doing something I haven't done in a little bit, and that is I'm doing an interview this week on the podcast. I am really excited to bring Michelle Mazur to your ears this week. Michelle works with brilliant business owners who are shaking things up, but having trouble talking about it. She combines the tools of successful social movements with the qualitative research skills she earned in her communication PhD to help them craft their powerful, captivating message. The author of three books, including the newly updated Three Word Rebellion, and featured in Fast Company, Entrepreneur, and Inc., she knows that speaking about what you do in a clear and captivating way is the key to reaching the people you could help the most. And I am all about helping you have a bigger impact, which is why I'm bringing Michelle to you this week. So that's all I'm going to say, because there is so much that Michelle has to say that I don't want to take up any more of your time. So let's just jump right into my conversation with Michelle Mazur. Hey, Michelle, thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm excited. And I can't wait for this conversation, Elise. I'm excited too. We were already chatting a little bit before I hit record and now I'm all like amped up. That's always how I get with you. <laughs> You're no, seriously, you are one of my my favorite people to be inspired by and to follow because Aww. you are on a mission. You are on a quest you were doing something bigger than just yes. yourself and your business. Yes. So I'm, I want to touch on that a little bit. Like, why do you do what you do? Yeah, I do what I do because I am so sick and tired of people being burned by what I call web celebs who are excellent at marketing. They have their marketing dialed in, you know, their names, you sign up for their programs, but the results that they actually deliver are meh at best, um, non-existent at worst, because mm -hmm. this whole, whole industry has a whole problem with like over-promising and under-delivered. And at the same time, I see this phenomenon with the web celebs and people getting burned. And for the past 11 years, I have been working with experts who are bright, who are talented, who actually deliver the results mm -hmm. that are promised. And my question always was, it's like, 
there are so many great people who do amazing work, get results, and they should be known for that work. I was listening to a podcast last year by Michael Lewis called Against the Rules, and he ha he said something that always stuck with me. He was talking about the people who develop these amazing expertises aren't the same people who sit around and think about how to market themselves. Exactly. Exactly. And when you don't know how to market yourself, when you don't know how to translate your expertise into something that is meaningful to your audience that gets people's attention, you will consistently be overlooked. So mm -hmm. my question is, how do we get experts known and hired for their work? And so all of my work is now centered on that because I truly believe like if we can flood the zone with experts who are incredible and doing great work, it can really change business for the better. People won't be getting duped anymore mm -hmm. because the people they're hiring to solve their problems can actually deliver what they say they will. I was definitely and it's like, it's so hard to say duped because I feel bad because I don't think the person was intending this, but I definitely was like in the, in the warm glow of a web celeb. Right. Mm -hmm. And really what I feel like when I, when I see it, when I've seen it for myself, when I've seen it for people close to me and uh, fellow coaches and fellow experts is that it's almost that the, the promise of the overnight success, the promise of the quick win, the promise of, you know, the six figure bu business in 12 weeks, you know, kind of thing. Um, when, when they're starting from zero or, or somewhere yeah. near zero it is an absolutely understandable draw. And the reality is <laughs> that what, what they need to do really does take time messaging, marketing, like all of that takes time. That's my hypothesis about like the rub of why people go for that web celeb is because they're so good at marketing the overnight successness of things. Yeah, they they want the quick success. They want to believe that it can be easy, that somebody has the answer, the formula, the framework to follow. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, and even like if you look to corporate America, it takes time to build a business. Like being in business means playing the long-term game, but that doesn't quote unquote sell. I feel like a, like marketers in the space kind of market like their timeshare salesmen, <laughs> like promising this big dream and how easy it's going to be. And that is not the reality of business. Mm -hmm. But we so desperately want to believe that yes. we can go viral and have a huge audience overnight. And I'm like, yeah, that might have happened for you back in 2008, when it was literally the wild, wild west, and nobody was out there doing any of this. Mm -hmm. but not anymore. Like that doesn't happen. Everything takes time. It takes patience. It takes showing up again and again with the same message. It takes mm -hmm. experimenting and trying to figure out like, okay, well, what does really work for my marketing? Because there's no one size fits all solution for marketing either. Mm -hmm. Like you have to figure out what works for you and for your business. You and I use a lot of the same language for mm -hmm. obviously different work, right? This is for me about productivity is that we got to try things. Like I have a model for you to start with 
right? But then it's all about adapting it and making it fit for your life and your business and the shifts and changes that are going to happen in your life and your business, right? But yeah, I want to go back to something you said about messaging. You said it's like about showing up consistently with the same message over and over and over again. And I was just talking with somebody recently where I was like, you don't need this thing that this person is selling right now. You need help with your marketing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're freaking expert. You know what to do. You know what the course is going to be. You know what the program is going to be. You need help with your marketing and your messaging to your ideal audience. So can you talk more about this idea of minimum, wait, minimum viable marketing message? Wait, is that right? Yes. Yes. The, the MV. Yes. Yes. Well, cause the thing that I've noticed is everyone is so attractive attracted to tactics, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to be on Instagram. Well, why? And what are you going to say? And how are Mm -hmm. you leaving people to your work? And all of those questions are strategic questions Mm -hmm. and messaging is essentially strategy, like figuring out what to say during each part of the customer journey from like, I don't know you at all to Mm -hmm. like, Ooh, Maybe I have this problem. Maybe I need to dive in deeper and see if this is the problem I actually have. Oh my gosh, I do. How do I solve it to like signing up for a sales conversation, right? Like, what do you need to say to move people in that way? And that is inherently strategic. So I've been thinking a lot about like, what, what's the bare necessity that you need in order (laughs) to make that journey happen for your right fit clients. And so that's when I came up with the minimum viable marketing message. And it has three different phrases, phases to it. Phase one is all about what do you need to say to grow your audience? So for Mm -hmm. the people who have no idea you exist, what is it that you have to say in order to capture their attention? And then once you have their attention, you move to phase two, which I call engage, which is where we start nurturing people. Like, how do we help them diagnose their problem? How do we help them dispel misconceptions? Because we think people understand our work and they do not understand our work. (laughs) I know it is. I think it's that the curse of the expert is like, you are so well-versed in what you're doing. You take for granted that everybody knows this, like, and, and people are, they, they really don't like, I, I still remember when I first started what turned out to be my, my whole just community and all that kind of stuff was, was really a a 12 week challenge where I was trying to get people just to do like a check-in on their systems every Friday. And people shut up and they're like, what system Elise? I'm like, you know, and they're like, no, we don't No, No, we do not. (laughs) And, And so my wife was like, teach that well girlfriend at the time but she was like teach us I'm like I, what do you mean teach you i like doesn't everybody do this? she's like no teach no us what you do I'm like oh. yeah and it's it's interesting because that is something you need to come back to again and again in your message right when you're mm-hmm. nurturing someone the importance of having systems to actually check in on like mm-hmm. the hill that I will die on in my marketing is the relationship between messaging and marketing and how you are wasting your time trying to market if you don't know what to say in order to get people interested in mm-hmm. your work mm-hmm. so 
in that nurture phase, we start like helping people figure out what the problem actually is. And some people will drop off and that's fine because they realize like, oh, I don't have this problem. I have this other problem mm -hmm. instead. And which, we just which is what the... we want, right? Like yes. we want people, we want to filter people out. <laughs> we want people to drop off if that's the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So being able to diagnose the problem, dispel the misconceptions, and then introduce your solution from a high level. This isn't like work with me. It's more mm -hmm. like, here is what I believe mm -hmm. <laughs> about mm -hmm. the thing I do. Here is my philosophy, what it stands for, what it doesn't stand for. And then the final part of the minimum viable marketing message is that invitation into the sales process. So I call that phase offer. Mm -hmm. So this includes things like figuring out what your why buy statement is, which is like the big thing that you promise to people, talking about your framework, your or your process, talking about your client stories. Um, and so when you take all of those things together, that gives you a cohesive message strategy to then apply to whatever marketing tactics you want to do. Because I truly believe any marketing tactic will work for you if you actually know what to say in it mm -hmm. and it's aligned with how you're marketing. I think that a lot of us experts want to talk about our frameworks and we want to oh, talk yeah. about, oh. this is how we do things, right? Not like, this is what you will get. This is my why buy, right? You know, yes. we don't talk about any of that. Yeah. Like we just want to skip right to the framework because that's yeah. what's most interesting to us yeah. as experts. And we kind of forget that we are not marketing to other experts who do what we do. We are marketing to people who don't know us who, and sometimes don't even know what their real problem is. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, in order to grow the audience so that you have people to make offers, <laughs> to and invite into your sales process like that's where you need to be meeting them at at that top part of the strategy of yeah. the messaging and we do not spend enough time there at all yeah. okay i want to take a hard right or left whichever you want to say mm -hmm. but a hard turn and and something you talked about a while ago was the minimum viable marketing message and then minimum viable Michelle, because <laughs> something happened in your personal life yeah. that, that required you to kind of just like clear the decks in a way and be like, okay, how, what, huh, how do I do my business and my life right now? Can you just give like a little more background and yes. story on some of that? Because I, yeah. I loved this when you shared it with us. Yeah. So last October, almost a year ago, my we were, my husband and I were on vacation. He fell and broke his right elbow, left shoulder. So if you're thinking to yourself, wow, that probably meant he couldn't use his arms for a while. You are 100% both correct. Arms. Like yeah, you, you like, heard right and left, right? Everybody like that was both arms. <laughs> yeah. Like both arms. And so um, I found myself like he he ended up staying in Palm Springs for two more weeks. I stayed for an extra week and then came home for a week and then went back down to get him. But during that time, I really had to ask myself, like, I'm going to need to take care of everything for a while. Like, yeah. we have three cats. I got to take care of the cats. I've got to take care of him. I got to do the grocery shopping, the house cleaning, the the dishes, like 
all the things because he cannot and I have mm -hmm. to take him to doctor's appointments because he cannot drive at this yeah. point. And so it was just that moment of like, all right, what's really important in this business to like just maintain it because I realized pretty quickly that I was at capacity and mm -hmm. I kind of envisioned my capacity as like a martini glass that was filled straight <laughs> at the rim yes. and if one little thing just slightly bumped me I would lose my shit like I would either be Perfect in visual. a rage or <laughs> yeah like in a rage or crying uncontrollably and I'm like all right like I can't do all the things that I normally yeah. do in business. I need to yeah. cut myself a break um, so that I can take some time for me to try to fill my own cup while I'm helping my husband recover and running the yeah. household. So I just looked at the business and I was like, okay, what are the things that I actually need to make this business work? And I'm like, well, I got to still see my clients. <laughs> They're the ones who are, who are giving Which me can money. I, can I just say that I was a client at that time? Yeah. And I felt fully served. And I, and I think it's because you did this. If you tried to hold it all and keep it all going still, it would have been your clients possibly that you know, either would have slipped through the cracks or felt the impact. And I, even though you, you like just kind of gave a heads up on what was going on and meant we shifted a couple things in our schedules, but like, that was it. Like there was hardly yeah. like, a, 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 anything that needed to really change. Yeah. My clients are the lifeblood of my business and they are always my number one priority. Same here. Always. Same here. Always. Yeah. So I'm like, yep, got to serve clients. Sales. I still need to like figure out how to get some income coming in. Mm -hmm. And then I just looked really hard at the marketing because like, I have a podcast. Mm -hmm. I was getting ready to go back into season for Duped with my co-host Maggie Patterson. I was doing a LinkedIn experiment at the time. So I was doing a ton of marketing and I'm like, I can't do any of that. You know, Maggie understood and I was like, we need to push this season to next year. I just stopped. I, I had a bunch of podcasts batched out for my own. So I only really had like three or four weeks of kind mm -hmm. of silence, but I took an entire like month and a half off from thinking about the podcast, producing mm -hmm. it. I stopped any social media because you know what, like you get real clear fast that social media ain't doing very much for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, it can do things for you, but you have to be there and show up fully and interact with other people. And I'm like, I don't have time for that either. Mm -hmm. So all of that got cut. And the only marketing I did consistently was like, I'm emailing my list mm -hmm. because there are people on my list who will want to work with me. Yeah. Yeah. So if I keep showing up there, then that will help me generate revenue for the business. And that, well, those were the decisions. Well, because you've been doing the grow and engage work, you know what I mean? Like yeah. You've been doing that work. You've been showing up consistently with a consistent message. It, it's so funny when I think when I, I, I've known you for years, but it was binging your podcast that was like, oh, I need to work with Michelle. Hmm. And the messaging was so consistent, but not redundant. It all just, it all worked. It all built every episode. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it just, mm -hmm. it kept making me say yes to you to say, I want to know more. I want to learn more. I want to see how she can help me. And it was because you were doing that for so long that mm -hmm. you could get to minimum viable Michelle when your life turned upside down. I mean, seriously, yeah. two non-functioning arms for your spouse. Like that is 
that's bonkers. That's bonkers. So this is, I'll, I'll put a, I'll put a link in the show notes for folks of a previous episode I did about different kinds of overwhelm. But to me, this is all about circumstantial overwhelm. And it's that type of overwhelm where some things either happened or you are in a phase of life where everything just feels like too much. And so those big shifts happen. Sometimes we need to, to really take a step back and look at what is essential right now. And that's what you did. What's essential just to keep things going. And what can I put off? And to another time, because you have systems set up to keep an eye on those yes. things, that makes it easier to hit pause on those things. So, yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, it was an easy decision. It's not like I felt overwhelmed deciding what to cut. I was, mm-hmm. it was really clear. I was like, these grow and gauge activities need to stop, except yep. for the emails. Mm-hmm. Like everything else goes by the wayside. I can write an email in about an hour a week. <laughs> And that's what I did. So it was yeah. nice to have like a, like a clearly mapped strategy so that I could understand like what needs to go. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is like you already had that in place. So you could look at it and make those decisions. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have that in place, right? Like yeah. you already had it in place. So you could say consciously make a choice about stopping rather than hitting a wall and having mm-hmm. everything fall apart. So I, that's, yes. that's why I wanted to make sure that we shared that story today because it so relates to what you do professionally of like, if nothing else, we got to have, you know, the grow, the engage, the offer in place, if nothing else, like don't be doing everything else right now. If you don't have that figured out. I've realized that this is a fairly radical belief about marketing. I truly believe that every piece of content that you put out into the world should be doing something to lead people to your work. Mm -hmm. And you should actually know what its function is and I feel like too few people do that Mm -hmm. like that they can tell you oh well I posted this because it is a grow post where people could actually get to know my personality and start building no like and trust with me Mm -hmm. cool that's an awesome reason to post a picture of your cat and show a little bit of Mm -hmm. your Right. Like, yeah, yeah, posting pictures of your cat can fit into your marketing strategy if you know what its purpose is. Exactly. You know why why you're doing it, what that post is actually serving. Yes. Okay. So somebody out there does not have their MV, their minimum (laughs) viable marketing message. They don't know how to do the grow, engage, offer stuff. And they're just kind of feeling like they're throwing stuff at the wall on social media, right? They're trying to get things out there and they're not getting the response they want. What is their best next step with you? I would say it would be to come to our next expert up club open house. I host these once a quarter and basically it's a behind the scenes tour of what happens in the expert up club. I just, I've always hated like the bait and switch of the webinars, like, oh, I'm going to teach you stuff. And then I'm going to start selling to you. Whereas this is like, if you are interested in being in a community of experts who are getting their marketing-ish and their messaging-ish together and creating that grow, engage, offer messaging, then yeah, you can come to the open house. It's at drmichellemazur.com slash open house and just sign up for the next one. And I will show you everything that you get in the club. I don't hold anything back. Yeah. I love that. Well, I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes for that. So people can join the next open house. 
I, and I do love that that's the, it's just full transparency instead of, like you said, that bait and switch feel. Cause I've, I've tried that approach of webinar for so long and it's just never felt right to me. And so this is again, why I feel so aligned with you. So thank you so much for your time today. And thank you so much for sharing your expertise and passion with the world. Ah, oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay, can you see why I brought you Michelle this week? I mean, she is just phenomenal at what she does. She cares about who she serves and she doesn't F around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if you want more from Michelle, I highly recommend attending her next open house for the Expert Up Club. I will have a link to the show notes to do that. And if you are feeling at a state where you are kind of needing to get to minimum viable you <laughs> right now, you're having a hard time, you're feeling overwhelmed, then be sure to reach out to me. I am here to help you take back control of your time and your energy so that you can make progress on what matters most to you. Okay, that is all for this week. I will be back with you again next week. Until then, keep making progress on what matters most. Thank you for listening to The Productivity Shift. If you're ready to work with a group of badass women in business to get your shit together and choose how to spend your time, then the GIST community could be the perfect place for you. I'll be opening up enrollment again soon. So head on over to aliceenriquez.com forward slash GIST. That's aliceenriquez.com forward slash G-Y-S-T to learn more about the GIST community and to submit your application to join us.